0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is hit well in a center field.
1: That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here. Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run. At the plate is Mike Trout, the pitch on its way, it's blasted out to dead center field. Out of here. Ball gets away, he's going to break for the plate, ball game is over. The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. Yes, I am Trent Rush. Yes, I am pumped up to be with you today talking some Angels baseball. We got a fun show coming up for you. We're going to check in with Tyler Wade, New Angels infielder. We'll talk about that infield competition that's brewing right now. We'll get a little bit more in-depth on that as well. We're going to hear from Noah Syndergaard. We're going to hear from Shohei Ohtani because we have already seen some pretty cool things uh, here at the start of spring training. I know we're just a few games in, but there have already been some moments worth discussing. Now, we're taping this on Tuesday afternoon, the 22nd. Let's talk about yesterday's game first, taking on the Kansas City Royals. The story of the day, there are really was no question about it. It was all about Shohei Ohtani, and Shohei, I thought, was outstanding in this game. The thing for Ohtani, the first two innings, absolutely no trouble at all for Shohei. Um, He goes two scoreless innings, comes back out. His pitch count was so low, Ohtani wanted to get to 50 pitches, and he ended up getting the 50 pitches, but comes back out for the third. That's where he does end up giving up a run, but I think with Ohtani, he got five strikeouts, didn't walk anybody. The key for Otani is going to be able to pitch deeper into games this year. That's something that he is really focused on, and that, that strikeout number is high, and that's great. That, that's fantastic. He's striking out that many. The no walks I thought was the biggest thing for Otani. How many spring games have we seen Shohei have just a boatload of walks? For him to have his his first outing of the spring, he didn't walk a soul. That's outstanding for Shohei Otani, and it's just more about the evolution of Shohei Otani, the pitcher as opposed to Shohei Ohtani, the thrower, when he first came in. Ohtani has talked about pitching deeper into games, not being afraid of pitching to contact in that sense, to be able to be more efficient, to be able to go more innings. That's a goal for him this year. The Angels need Shohei to get more outs, go more innings this season. That's going to be very important for this team to succeed is for Ohtani to be able to provide those more innings. And I thought yesterday was a great – First step in that direction. Here's the thing about spring training, and we have talked about this. Reading into stats, the the, the final line for Otani, I mean, he goes two and a third, 54 pitches, excuse me, 50 pitches, 34 of them were for strikes. um, No walks, five strikeouts, one run, three hits. Okay, great. We we can talk about the the final line for Shohei Otani. That doesn't really even matter as much. As much as it does how he feels, the way he's locating, the way the stuff is coming off his hand, all those things, that's what matters. And then to make sure that his arm is okay when he's done throwing. That's what matters. Get comfortable, get right, get ready for the start of the season when things truly do matter. And Shohei Otani addressed the media after his outing yesterday.
0: All right, Shohei, first time out there on the mound this spring. How did it feel early on today?
1: I yeah, good
2: out there. My first
0: start.
2: Uh, how did the command feel with your pitches? Comando, <laughs>
3: the uh, command was pretty good for the most part, especially until I got the two strikes. The last two hits I gave up was sliders down the middle, so that's something I need to kind of work on.
0: What was your priority in this first time out on the mound today?
3: 今日のテーマは。I'll so i get to my pitch limit and see how the batters react
2: to my pitches. That's the main
3: focus. Did you did you throw all your pitches today including that cutter? 練習しスプリットは投げてないですね。Didn't okay. mm-hmm. throw my splitter, but everything
4: else. Okay. Why why not for the splitter? What are you waiting until another outing for the splitter? So do,
3: you, or,
4: or, or
2: do you have any other options for the splitter? I don't have to be able to make a ball. Or, uh, do I don't have to be able to
3: make a ball. I'm sure not sure. yeah, I, I had other priorities with my other pitches. I feel like my splitter's always going to be there. So. How do you feel about the short spring training as far as being ready? For the
2: start of the season,
3: I feel like since, like you said, we're on the shorter spring training, I'll probably be on shorter rest than normal in between my starts. So I need to adjust my workload and during my practice or in the in between games when I DH. You've always pitched on five days rest.
2: Do you think you could pitch on four days rest? It's a... <laughs>
3: I think there's a few choices. I could um, limit my pitch count and go on four days left, rest, or um, throw more pitches to go on longer rest. That's something I need to keep on discussing with the team.
1: All right, so that's Shohei Otani. Here's the beautiful thing about Otani yesterday as well. So he throws his 50 pitches yesterday, he strikes out five, doesn't walk anybody, three hits to one run. But we all want to know how is he going to feel afterwards. Well, how about this? How about Shohei Otani in the lineup today as the leadoff man? DHing for the Angels. Back-to-back games, pitched yesterday, hitting today in the lineup as the Angels lead-off hitter with Mike Trout uh, right there after him and then Anthony Rendon after that. But if that's not an indication about how Otani felt yesterday went, well, I think him being at the top of the lineup card today uh, certainly should tell you uh, more than a few things. By the way, and how about this rule? And and this just came down. This is this is fresh off the wire. For what's going to be happening in baseball this year, is, you know, we're continuing to learn things as MLB and the Players Union continue to work out this CBA. I mean, the, the deal's done, but I mean, there's still a few things that are, you know, trickling out here. Among those rules is a rule change that with the Universal DH now, there's a, basically a rule that impacts one person, and that's Shohei Otani. I mean, they're even coining this, the Shohei Otani rule. Shohei now can pitch in games. Let's say he goes five innings. When he comes out of the game as a pitcher, he gets to stay in the game as a DH. That's new this year, and that's a game changer. I mean, and we're talking probably 40 at-bats, maybe at most, over the course of the season. But what a difference that makes late in games and the strategic element for Joe Madden to where he's not mixing and matching at the end of games, and the Angels aren't at a disadvantage for having to have a pitcher slot still potentially have to bat and then have to pinch hit guys all the way through. You just got to allow Shohei Ohtani to stay in as a DH, even when he's done pitching. That is a game changer. That's a huge rule change. And I remember talking about this on Twitter. People laughed at me. I, I talked about the possibility that that could be the rule because there really wasn't clarity when the universal DH was being reported that it was going to be coming out. And now we do have some clarity, and it, it is the best news possible for the Angels and for Shohei Ohtani. I want to shift gears for a second and talk about what I think is probably the most compelling storyline in camp. The middle infield conversation for the Angels is fascinating. And they talked about it a lot on MLB Network yesterday. Um it was something that I was definitely tuned into, wanting to know um, what some of the national perspective is on the Angels infield situation. I think I mean, I, I know we're gonna see David Fletcher as one of the two spots. Is Fletch gonna be the starting shortstop? Is he going to be the starting second? baseman hard to say the reality is he's probably going to be doing some of a both and i know that joe madden would probably prefer to have david fletcher in one spot like yeah i know, I know joe has talked about hey fletch is my second baseman and i think in a perfect world joe would love to have Fletcher as my second baseman and nine hitter and there you go it's set done it's in the lineup card every day 162 games fletch is the kind of guy that's going to give you that all right so I think that that's what Joe would probably prefer. I don't know that that's going to be the case just because of how the competition is going to go with a lot of these guys battling for different spots. It's something that um, it's going to be a competition all spring, and I don't think it's going to end when spring training ends. I mean, there's going to be an obvious winner that makes the roster on opening day. Whoever's going to be starting, whether it be at second base or shortstop, there's going to be a uh, clear-cut favorite whoever leaves – Cactus League play with the position, but it's a competition that is not going to stop. I think there's there's so much talent at the middle infield that's, you know, as far as the Angels go from from Duffy to Rangifo. I mean, they they brought in Matt Duffy. They brought in Matt Duffy to play. You know, you you bring in Velasquez to play. He's trying to find a landing spot. Tyler Wade does so many little things. I'm telling you, my favorite moment of spring training so far this season is. Has been in the second game. It was against the Arizona Diamondbacks on Saturday. Second inning, two on, nobody out. Tyler Wade beats out a bunt hit. Perfectly placed bunt. Even if he doesn't beat it out, you have second and third, nobody out. But he does. And that great speed ends up allowing for two outs. Fletcher and Renifo were both retired, but brought in runs, sacrifice runs. And what did Wade do in the process? He kept scooting up the bases, he kept tagging, he kept advancing. So then when Shoei Ohtani came to the dish, he was at third base with two outs. Ohtani, a little flare single, just like that three-run score. That doesn't happen if Tyler Wade doesn't do what he does. Like if Tyler Wade didn't drop a bunt, let's just say, let's say he grounded out but wasn't able to advance the runner. Well, now he got two on and one out, and then Fletcher was retired, and Rangifo was retired. I think it was Ringifo, then Fletcher, whatever it was. And, and then no runs score. So the productive play on the bunt single was huge. And, And even if he doesn't, you know, even if he doesn't beat it out, at least one run is scoring, probably two. But because he did, it allowed three runs to score. That's the magic of what can happen on a diamond. Those are the little things. Those are the things that you watch in spring training. And you know what? That's baseball. And it's a brand of baseball that the Angels are going to play this season, and I'm excited about that. Nobody fits that mold better than David Fletcher and what he brings, and it allows guys like Trout and Otani and Rendon um, and, and Joe Adele and Jared Walsh. Let those guys mash, all right? The responsibility for the Angels' middle infield, the responsibility for whoever it ends up being, and Fletch is going to be one of the two pieces every day, and it's, it's, we're probably really talking about three or four guys in there. Um All told. But the role of the middle infielders is going to be play great defense first, have productive at bats second, and then everything else follows. It's not going to be about hitting for average or drawing a ton of walks. All those things are great. Don't get me wrong. You want those things. You know, David Fletcher could use, you know, he could get on base a little bit more. I think we all could agree with that. I think we're all comfortable with that. But the priority for David Fletcher is going to be play great defense, have productive at-bats, whether that be getting on base, finding ways to get on base, moving runners, doing different things, setting the Angels up for the sluggers to mash. These guys are going to drive in a lot of runs this year. And one of the biggest keys, in my mind, to this whole thing is going to be Anthony Rendon. How about the 17 games that Trout, Otani, and Rendon were a part of together last season? 162-game season, 17 games. Those guys were together. We never even got a taste of what the Angels could line up, what the Angels lineup could be with all of those guys together. We never even got a sniff of it. So, having Anthony Rendon now in the mix and being a part of this and being healthy, we never saw Rendon healthy at any point last season. To me, Rendon is the X factor to make all of this work. Rendon is the key to everything for the Angels offensively. You know that Otani is going to give you MVP-level production. You know that Mike Trout is going to give you MVP-level production. And we know that Anthony Rendon is capable of MVP-level production. 2019, he was a top-10 finisher, top-3 finisher for NL MVP in his World Series season where Rendon was off the charts. But let's not forget, even in the COVID year, when Rendon missed the first week of the shortened 60-game season, he still finished top 10 in MVP voting. Rendon has the ability to be a premier hitter in this game. When Rendon is right, and this is not an exaggeration, I, I mean this, when Rendon is right and when Rendon is healthy, he's a top 10, top 15 hitter in baseball. He's that good you put that guy with Trout and Otani, what this team can be, what this offense can provide is going to be special. And I really believe that this pitching staff has improved. But it starts with Anthony Rendon, in my mind, as being that X factor. And the difference is Rendon is finally going to be healthy. And a healthy Rendon, I think, can open up the door for him in a lot of different avenues. I think Rendon is going to be happier playing baseball if he's feeling right and feeling healthy. You get Trout, Otani, Rendon together in this lineup. The Angels can be really dangerous, and they're going to be a threat against any staff. The Angels are going to score runs this year. The, the key to this whole season is one word: it's health. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many times I have to say it. It boils down to one word. Can the Angels stay healthy? If they can, this team can be extraordinarily uh, tough to beat this year. I'm excited about what this year is going to be like. I'm telling you, the projections are, are are with me on this. I'm not like jumping out on a limb here. I know that, you know, if you look at the Pocota rankings, they, they got Houston at 91 wins, the Angels at 88. Uh, I would call that in the margin. I, I think that that is that is within the margin of error that the Angels can be a team that can win this division. I think that with health and the pitching staff being what we all think and hope it can be, then we are going to see the Angels be in the mix for a division title. I firmly believe that. When you look at the top of the rotation with Otani and Syndergaard, Patrick Sandoval pitched yesterday. How about Sandy yesterday? Three innings in a minor league game. Another guy that had no walks. Six strikeouts. Gave up a run. But how about that for uh, Patrick Sandoval? So yesterday, yesterday, the two Angel starters in Sandoval and Otani, 11 strikeouts, no walks. And that was in what? Six and a third? Take that from those two guys. Sandoval's going to be another key piece. Obviously, Michael Lorenzen we talked about earlier this week. And then who's that next guy? Is it, is it Berea? Is it Demers? Demers, I thought, looked really good the other day. Where's Suarez in the mix there? He's got to be in there, Right. It's going to be fun seeing how this plays out. It really is. All right, we're going to hear from Noah Syndergaard in a little bit, who did speak on Bally Sports West after his minor league outing on Tuesday. But first, let's pause for a word from our sponsors here on the Angels Recap Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. Here's our conversation with another interesting storyline this year. I know we talked about it earlier, but who is going to be in the Angels infield, particularly who's going to be starting on opening day alongside David Fletcher? Where is that person going to be? Is Fletcher going to be at second or short? Who's the other person going to be? What what position's going to happen? All that still has to get sorted out, but one of the newcomers that is vying for that opportunity is Tyler Wade, and he and I spoke uh, Tuesday morning about The transition of him coming from the Yankees to the Angels and what Tyler hopes to bring to this ball club. All right, we're hanging out with one of the new Angel infielders. Tyler Wade joins us now, joins his club, coming over from the Yankees, and now here he is uh, battling for one of those infield spots, and it's been a fun competition to watch so far. Tyler, first of all, welcome to the Angels. Welcome to uh, our family here on the West Coast, and welcome home, uh, somebody from SoCal. What's it like for you now, uh, coming back and uh, being with, in some ways, Murrieta, kind of like a hometown team with the Angels, yeah?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up watching the Angels and going to Angels games, so uh, it's kind of a surreal experience to me. You know, when I got the phone call, I was getting traded over here. It kind of felt like a dream just because, you know, it's the team I grew up going to, um, you know, and I've watched from afar how fun this team is and how good they are and how talented they are. So, you know, being a part of this team and, you know, having a chance to really come in and make a, um, an everyday impact, is it's been really exciting.
1: I remember like last was it last year when you guys were here and there was all these all like these socal players like the amount of southern california players on the yankees last year was crazy of course yeah. you being one of them and uh getting a little taste of coming back to the big a. Did, did that have any uh impact on you for maybe why this is a club where you'd want to be
0: yeah i mean i've always i've always said and i am angel stadium has been one of the top places i have liked to play just in terms of atmosphere um playing surface um it's always been great so yeah i mean it's i'm i couldn't be more happy to call the big a the home um and here here the the big fly you know like always i've always <laughs> i've always grew up hearing all that so you know i'm excited um to be at the be in anaheim and uh be an angel
1: good deal man so i was gonna because murietta you had a choice like you could go angels you could go padres i think you you got a couple options there so hearing that you're an Angel guy, uh very oh, good yeah. So okay, Arizona spring training, hanging out with this Angels group. You know, in in the media perspective, like what we do here on the radio and we're talking on the podcast, we, we talk a lot about the competition that's going on right now uh, for some of the infield spots. Just from your perspective, uh, what's it like with this group? Is this something do, do you guys feel the competitive side on a day in day out basis? Is that what, what's what's it like from your perspective? Yeah, I mean,
0: I think everyone um, has a they they know what they bring to the table, and uh, I think competition brings the best out in everybody. Um, so I don't think it's like a, a like a, a vibe of, of the competition. You know, I think guys that are hungry; um, they want to show what they want to do, and you know, um, given that opportunity, they want to go out and perform. So I just think maybe just like the, the attention to detail and the and the intent with how you go about your business um, is, is there. Um, but like I said. I think a little friendly competition brings out the the better in everybody. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, it makes the other person better as well.
1: For sure. So you had a play it was in the second game when you when you get that bunt single uh two on nobody out ends up being a three-run inning uh doing that I, I've been saying this on the air it's been my favorite play so far of spring training that I've seen anybody do um is that a brand of baseball that you are comfortable playing that you maybe thrive playing in because that's what Joe madden has been wanting to do for some time here
0: you know I'm, I'm glad you use that word thrive um so, yeah, I think, I think you know, the first thing coming over here, Joe pulled me aside and he goes, I love the way you play the game. He goes, don't change. He goes, feel free to just play your game. And I think just hearing that and having the freedom from my manager um, gives me the most confidence because I I think that's the, how I thrive in this game is wreak havoc and make plays like that and get on base and steal a base or move a guy over for the big boys to come up and create runs that way. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I couldn't be more happy to – to play my game again and uh, be able to just recap it.
1: I know that being in this lineup is still something that you're getting used to, uh, but being with the big bats in New York the last couple of years, is there a sense of I don't know if comfort is the word, but is there is there a sense of comfort w- knowing that you're able to kind of play that style when you know that you have, you know, the big time bats out there? Like maybe is there a responsibility that comes to to being in the role that you have? Like what's that feeling like in a lineup?
0: You talking about when I was in New York?
1: Yeah, yeah, in New York when just just being the player that you are, because I don't know that it's that much different now with the Angels.
0: Yeah, I, I just feel, I mean. New York was great to me, you know, they they drafted me as I, I grew up loving Derek Jeter. It was one of my favorite teams. Um I don't I don't want to say anything bad, but um, you know, I just felt like they didn't they didn't want me to play my game. Um they wanted you know, they were they were involved with they they love the homers and the power numbers and that's just not who I was. So, um yeah, it was a little bit different at times, you know. Um and you kinda of get lost in translation with the short porch there and stuff like that. So it didn't really suit my game as well. As it is here, so that's why I'm so uh, I'm so excited to be here. Just because I just think this just really suits um, my game.
1: I would imagine you're kind of I mean it's it's interesting feelings that you probably have because on one hand, like you're you're battling, you're grinding every day in this competition for a, for a spot in the Angels infield, and at the same time, there's probably a, a sense of freedom, right, to, to play that way. Like how are you ba- how are you kind of balancing that this spring?
0: Yeah, I mean, so I think what helps me is the experience coming from New York. You know, um, I feel every time I've come into camp since I've gotten the bigs, I kind of had to force my way onto that team um, and play hard and, you know, take a spot for somebody or just secure my spot. So I think, you know, coming into another competition camp, you know, I've, I've kind of experienced that and I know what to do and how to go about my business. Um, so, yeah, I just I just think with all that, a little bit, little bit more experience has helped me balance that and just, you know, go out there and not really have any pressure and just, you know, play the Play the game how I play it and just have
1: fun. I think Angel fans are starting to learn if you're watching, they're watching spring training games. You guys are learning who Tyler Wade, the baseball player, is. I want to know about Tyler Wade. The human being. I want to know about Tyler Wade, the guy, because mm-hmm. I know Yankee fans absolutely adored you. Uh, I saw you hanging out with the John Boy guys mm-hmm. out in Arizona, doing yeah. your thing with those guys. Um, what What could you tell us about just what you bring the what you could bring to maybe a clubhouse as just the you know, the person that you are?
0: Some energy, man. I, I'm a very high energy person. Um, you know, I, I I love being around the boys. I love talking a little smack here and there. You know, just bringing the energy, because you know. Through the, through the course of the year, it's tough. You hit those valleys, um, and it's it's tough to uh, to get up sometimes in a midweek game with no one there. So, you know, me just bringing that constant energy and uh, and stuff like that. I mean, I learned from one of the best, Brett Gardner, he, you know, being with, over there for the last five years, you know, being able to watch him. He took me under his wing. He's the energy guy, and, you know, that's exactly who I am. So just being able to bring that, that constant energy, the positive energy, just to, to keep things going and uh, having a good time. I think there's a balance between being – Really serious, and uh, you know, having a smile on your face and enjoying yourself.
1: Have you been either the victim of or a part of a Mike Trout prank yet?
0: <laughs> no, but now I'm glad you let me in on the scoop because you know I was I was the victim of very very numerous amounts of Brett Gardner <laughs> pranks. So. Now that I
1: have my eye out, I'm gonna let them know. See now, now what's gonna happen here? Now I'm gonna be in trouble. Now I'm gonna be in trouble yeah, because you, I tipped you off. So I, that's uh, yeah, you did. I'm gonna let them know. I'm no, like, hey, please, my, try, uh, try and let me know. Yeah, this that's not gonna play well for me. I know that that's gonna be trouble <laughs> out there. Okay, so uh, what's the? Do you is there like one you can share from from Brett that was like mm-hmm. particularly memorable?
0: Yeah. So my first. 2017, I was on the fence of making the team. It was like this last second day, the second to last day of camp. And I'm out on the backfields, and um, this is before like me and Brad became like boys. Um, so I, I was familiar with him, but like I wasn't comfortable around him yet. And I'm out in the backfield, and one of the clubbies comes and gets me. He's like, "Hey, Joe wants to see you in the clubhouse." So I'm like, "I either just got sitting down to the minor leagues or I just made the team." So I'm walking in there, and um, I see a bunch of people surrounded by my locker. I'm like, "What the heck's going on?" And then I see like a SWAT officer. Um, a drug dog and just a bunch of staff around my locker. I'm like, And then I start my heart starts pounding. I'm like, what the hell is in my locker? Um, and so, and obviously there's nothing, you know, I didn't have anything, but obviously <laughs> there's it in my locker. So my head starts spinning and uh, he's like, is this your locker, sir? And I'm like, yes. He's like, do you, you care if I check it? Like the dog senses something and the dog starts going nuts, oh, like no. freaking out. And I, my face turned bright red. And then I just hear Guardi and Judgy and everybody laughing in the background. And they just set, like, a a fake bomb thing so, that the dog would start going nuts. So that was the first prank that I was a part of. I about near, oh, I almost passed out.
1: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. that sounds like it sounds like a good room. Sounds like a fun group to hang with. Uh, we're excited to Great have group. you have you here with the Angels in this team. Now, okay, what's been the uh, what's been the vibe with this team so far? I know it's it's short, right? Now it's, everything is accelerated uh, here with the shortened spring training. But what are some of your initial yeah. feelings about uh, the group of Angels uh, coming into this 2022 season?
0: Tight knit. Um. I can, I can. It's a similar vibe in terms of camaraderie. Everyone's got each other's back. Everyone likes to hang out. Um, It's not just baseball stuff here. You know, they're hanging out off the field, which I think is extremely important. Um, So it's a very fun clubhouse to be around. Everyone's awesome. They like to work hard, but they also keep loose at the same time. So it's a good group to be around. So far, I'm looking forward to uh, really go through the trenches with them because it's from afar. On the other side, it's, it's been cool to watch them. You know, they look like a fun group. So being in it now, it's 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 fun.
1: I'm sure you've heard it a lot, but uh, Joe is big on, like, freedom and, like, players, like, doing their thing mm-hmm. and having that kind of comfort. So uh, I know that yeah. a, a, lot of, a lot of players like being a part of that. Uh, have you had a chance to watch Shohei much yet?
0: Yeah, I mean, yesterday, obviously, he, uh, he pitched and he looked ridiculous. Like, he's he's disgusting. So I watched him a little bit there, and then uh, my very first day I hit BP with him, and that was a joke. But other than those two days, I haven't seen much. But <laughs> I know how special of a person he is, and I couldn't imagine um, trying to – to manage pitching and hitting so um, that's probably why I haven't seen him much but it, it sure is impressive
1: yeah I mean Shohei that guy nobody's like, he's just in his own world when it comes to the work that it takes to do both and the fact that he pitched yesterday and now is hitting lead off in the lineup today absolutely crazy yep uh talk about Tyler Wade right now um hey how excited or is your family that you're coming back here
0: you have no idea man you know it's super. My parents both work really hard, so it, it was tough for them to come back to New York. And we don't really play the West Coast, so they didn't really get to see me play that much, unless we played Anaheim or Oakland or San Fran, whoever it may be. So being able to, they bought season tickets, so like you know, like they're excited that um, I'm here. You know, my cousins and my aunts and my uncles are in Newport, so it's literally going to be everybody there. So I think the whole family is excited that they actually get to come see me play on a regular basis again.
1: That's going to be really cool. Excited to see that. Hey, Tyler, really appreciate the time. Looking forward to getting together out in Arizona. Uh, thank you, and I think this will be a fun year. I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, me too, Trent. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll see you. All right, man. Later. What's thought to like about Tyler Wade, man? 268 last season, stole 17 bags, did that in 103 games. He had 117 bags and had 145 plate appearances. Kind of a breakout when it, this time with the Yankees, and that was playing a style that, that didn't fit him. Now he comes here plays for Joe Madden he's like a perfect piece for what's gonna fit in the Joe Madden baseball philosophy he's gonna play baseball he's gonna play an Angels brand of baseball it's gonna be fun to watch I'm telling you and Tyler Wade fits that really well I, I like Tyler's chances of having a role on opening day I don't know that I don't know that he's gonna start maybe he does maybe not I don't know it's hard to say there's a lot of competition but I I, I see Tyler Wade being a part of the big league club uh, for sure. Uh, Coming uh, opening day 2022. As long as everyone stays healthy. That's the qualifier to everything. Everybody's got to stay healthy. Speaking of that, Noah Syndergaard coming off of Tommy John. Last year did pitch in a couple of games, two innings at the end of last season. Just to, to prove that he had Tommy John behind him. He was ready to go. And his first outing was in a minor league game. Where he ended up throwing 50 pitches and and had quite a bit of success, looked good out there. I know the the fastball velo was, was um, low to mid 90s where uh, Syndergaard was at. You know he's just building on that, and it's hard to really get up uh, for some of these minor league spring training games on the backfields with you know hardly anybody watching there, but. Uh, here's Noah Syndergaard on Bally Sports West. This is courtesy of Bally Sports West. Syndergaard talking about what his first outing was like in the minor league game.
4: Noah, just describe the excitement about getting on the mound for uh, technically your first start of the spring. Uh, you know, the, I hardly got any sleep last night, and the nerves were just uh, flowing all throughout this morning. Uh, just felt good to get the feet wet, get out there, and. You know, uh, facing competition. I know you said finding your delivery is a big part of spring for you. Where are you at in that process right now? Uh, Delivery is feeling uh, pretty comfortable. You know, uh, pitching is an art. I I look forward to, you know, working on my craft every day. Uh, You know, it just continues to motivate me and make me hungry. I know you said this is, speaking of being hungry, this is the most important season of your career. When you talk about emotions, not being able to sleep the night before, how do you temper those emotions? How do you balance those and make sure you still? take those right steps to to be patient? Um, I just do my best at trying to stay neutral in all aspects of my life. Don't let things get too high, too low. Um, You know, it's just, yeah, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of expectations, and uh, it it is a really important year for me, but just uh, gotta stay focused, gotta stay the same and uh, treat every day like it's uh, the next or the last, so.
3: Thank you. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about your stuff? compared to
4: where you should be three weeks from opening day? Um, I felt pretty good about it. You know, I was able to, for the most part, uh, some of the breaking balls didn't have great control over, but I was able to kind of make adjustments on the fly and, uh, you know, still uh, execute some good quality pitches and, and just uh, it, was, it was great to get out here and uh, get my work in. But I, I look forward to facing some big league hitters next time. It seemed like you didn't throw a lot of breaking balls. That guy, I was just for to throw a lot of breaking balls. So kind of get a for it. Yeah, was the last year uh, I was advised not to throw any of my breaking balls, or sliders per se, but uh, I decided to ax the curveball myself. Um, but yeah, I just want to get as many reps as I possibly can throwing breaking balls because I'm going to need them this year. Do you feel like your velocity was where you expected? Uh, I don't even know what my velocity was. Like 93, 94? Uh, yeah, that's, I, I expect that. Okay. Uh, you know, on the backfield, coming off... Surgery. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't expect to be 100 right off the bat. So, uh, you know, just as long as I come out healthy. We able to kind
1: of as long as I come out healthy. That's exactly it. Welcome to spring training. That's what it is. Great to hear that from Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. He didn't sound surprised either. 93, 94, not a big deal. I, I don't think you're sweating. You're not sweating that on the backfields in the first spring training appearance in a minor league game. No, no, no. You're not sweating that. How about the fact that he was nervous, though, the night, like he couldn't sleep last night because he was like nervous, excited to pitch? I love that. That, that means, you know what that shows me? That shows me how much Syndergaard cares. It's a huge year for him, it's a huge year for the Angels. You know, no Syndergaard's going to get paid if he has a good year this year. And if the Angels perform to the level that many people think that they can and can stay healthy and be on the field, there is a real opportunity for those two goals to align that could lead to a lot of success for this ball club. I'm looking forward to it. Alright, that's going to do it for now here on the Angels Recap Podcast. You know, we're doing an online pregame show before every game, 30 minutes uh, before every spring training game. You can tune in to AM830.net Download the AM830 app. A good way to go do that. Of course, if you're not already a subscriber of this podcast, we highly encourage you to do that. You can find it at angels.com slash podcast. And of course, we're on the radio talking every day. I'm going to be uh, doing some work on Bally Sports West uh, coming up uh, the next couple of days uh, out there in the desert. So looking forward to maybe seeing you guys out at spring training. Should be lots of fun. Alright, for everybody that helps put this show together, my name is Trent Rush. Thanks for joining us and this has been another edition of the Angels Recap Podcast.